Let's um let, let's get started. I want to talk about um I want to talk about wholesaling. And I know a lot of you guys are wholesalers. Um <clears throat> I uh, I went and checked on a couple of properties from some of my investors today. And both of those properties, uh both NDC, both of them were able to get their properties from wholesalers. And so I want you guys to know that wholesalers play a pivotal role in really the success of flippers. Um, if you're um, buying, fixing and flipping, um, buying and holding. So wholesalers play a pivotal role um, in the whole real estate investment process. And, and we'll go over some of the reasons why. Um, as a wholesaler, and I'll go over this, but here's one thing I want you guys to remember. Your number one focus should be is getting deals below market. And that fit the formula. I'll go over the formula, but mo most of you guys have um, already been through the formula, but that's your number one role. Your number one, one role is to be on a hunt for properties every single day. And and so when I was um, in my early 20s, that's all I um, focused on. That's all I focused on. Didn't have a lot of money. The money that I did have, I, I would save it up to buy a buy and hold every year. My goal was to buy one buy and hold every year. But I got really good at finding properties. And so as a, um, I, would, I didn't wholesale. I would just partner with other investors that wanted to fix and flip. I would partner with them. I would find the deals, they would finance the deals, and, and um, we both would manage the contractors, and we, we flipped a lot of properties um, in the 90s, late, late 90s, early 2000, and until you know, I, I got the confidence on my own um, and the money, credit, everything, to do them on my own. So now I do them on my own you know, for years. But I mean, that, that's how you get started, you guys. And so this is a great market for wholesalers. It's a great market for wholesalers because um, cash buyers who are fixing and flipping need you. They need the deals. They need the deals. Most cash buyers, they don't have the time or the wherewithal to find properties. They're not focusing on cold calling bandit signs and not focused on um, going to the probate office. They don't do those types of things. Their focus is buying a property, getting it renovated and uh, managing their contractors and then getting the properties back on the market. That's their focus. Um, we have a number of wholesalers like Dorothy, um, Dorothy Jackson. She's one that he's a full time wholesaler. Um, Marquise, he's a full time wholesaler. Both make over $300,000 a year wholesaling properties, and that's all they do. And they're happy to make $15,000, $20,000, $30,000 a deal. Marquise is going to close one this year where he's going to make over, he's already on the contract uh, on a wholesale deal. He's going to make it to probate, of course, in D.C. He's going to make over $200,000 on a wholesale deal, $200,000 on a wholesale deal. He's not putting up any of his own cash. He's not showing his credit. Um, and so you can make that kind of money, you guys, wholesaling. So I want to spend a little bit of time wholesaling. I, did, I, I didn't get a lot of questions um, um, from you guys over the last couple of days. I will answer the questions that I have. And then if you guys have any more questions, um, just put them in the chat box. But let, let's take a deep dive into wholesaling. I want you guys to ask a lot of questions. It's very important that you guys clearly, <clears throat> clearly, clearly understand wholesaling and the power of that and the beauty of that. There's, there's no better. I used to say, especially after I, I, I make a, a, you know, a thirty thousand dollar wholesale, get a thirty thousand dollar wholesale fee. There's no better way to make a living than wholesaling, because you know, it's very, very, very low risk. Um, and the reward 
theoretically compared to the risk is very, very, very high. And so I, I want you guys, and I flip, I mean, I'm, I'm especially now because I know the way the market is, but I still wholesale as well. That's still part of my, you know, repertoire. I, I still wholesale. So look, let's, let's, let's get at it. Okay. So wholesaling um, is locating a distressed property, putting it under contract at a discounted price, and then assigning that contract to a cash buyer um, or another investor below market. And of course, we'll, we'll go over the formula in a second. Wholesalers do not need to hire contractors or repair properties. So as a wholesaler, we're, we're not doing that. We're not hiring contractors. Um, we put the properties on the contract using a purchase agreement. Then we assign the contract, that purchase agreement to another investor. Um, we send it to another investor. We sign an assignment agreement with that other investor on that contract, it's going to state how much money you're going to make. Um, once the deal closes, you get paid your 15000 20000 30000 and you go off to find another property. The cash buyer or the investor, they deal with the contractors. You don't. They deal with the contractors. You don't. It might be prudent for you to kind of follow the project, follow that project, learn what's going on, um, come back to that project um, when you can um, to learn, but you're all finding another deal. You're not dealing with the contractors. Uh, we know that there's a lot of good contractors out here, but there's a lot of bad. And the bad ones, of course, give the good ones um, a bad name. But um, and it's the it's um, the biggest challenge that we have as investors is dealing with contractors. Um, but as wholesalers, we're not dealing with contractors, you guys. Um, number three, wholesaling works best in, in lower priced neighborhoods, markets, um, because it's easier for the end buyer to purchase uh, the property for cash. And so when we so a couple things there, so we say cash. But most of our investors, uh, we use, we very rarely use our own cash, very rarely. But we say cash, we, we mean um, lines of credit to purchase properties and then fix them and flip them. Um, hard money lenders, we use the hard money lenders. We call all that cash, but we very rarely use cash. Um, we use some type of lender, a private lender, a joint venture partner, we use all of them to actually purchase the properties. We're, we're buying these properties, we're putting them under contract in neighborhoods where you can buy low and sell high. Lower priced um, neighborhoods, older neighborhoods really work. Um, you know, and then in, in all of the big cities, um, New York City, here in DC, um, Philadelphia, Atlanta, where there's older cities, we're not necessarily looking for lower price neighborhoods. Um, like here in DC, Petworth would be not would not be considered a lower price neighborhood, but we do a lot of wholesaling there. If we can put a property on the contract for 400,000 now, um, and then the after, with the after repair value of being around 850, um, you could you could ease very easily make a twenty five thousand dollar wholesale fee on that property very easily or, or really a forty thousand dollar wholesale fee on that property. And it's not it's not a lower price neighborhood. Now we do. Um, do we go to the lower price and get probably more deals? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but in this market, you guys, any neighborhood works. And so, again, I said this at, at the outset, it's time for you guys to find properties because I'll be honest with you, there's cash buyers out here that not only will pay top dollar for these for your opportunity, but will pay over overpriced. Over we'll, we'll pay more than what we should. We'll pay more than the 70% of the after repair value minus repair cost that I'm getting ready to 
the um to show you we'll pay more than that because um i've got a property now that when i bought the property the after repair value was six hundred thousand. i just ran the comps on the property and but actually there's a house two doors down that's on the market now it's on the market for 660. i'm happy at 600 when i ran my comps i'm about halfway through the project there's one two doors down on the market for 660. i was at the project saturday morning and they had a stream of end buyers a stream of end buyers going into that property and so a lot of cash buyers because it's a seller's market are, are paying overpriced for um for deals just keep that in mind uh, number four advantages of wholesaling are um little to no experience required and so take that out of your mind that you need a whole lot of experience to wholesale properties because you don't there's very very little experience i i'll answer your questions i've got i've written ebooks on it uh, i've got videos on on wholesaling so i have all the information that you guys need to learn how to do it you just have to jump out there and do it um, so it takes very little ex um, experience, uh, minimal risk, minimal risk, you guys, minimal risk on, on wholesaling, um, minimal risk. Um, where are we? No contractors or repairs necessary. We talked about that, but you can make um, huge profits, you guys. And so that's why we wholesale. Uh, there's there's a lot of companies out here, um, a lot of major companies that at one time, um, and they still they're on the radio, they're on TV. At one time, they were big fix and flippers in our area, huge um, fix and flippers. A lot of them, if I named them, you would know the names. Big big companies. Now they wholesale because they want to minimize the risk, and they actually can do more. Um, I don't know why I keep hearing this static. I don't know, and I keep uh, muting everybody, but I don't know what that is. I don't see anybody, okay. Anyway, anyway um, so even they're, even they're wholesaling now. And so wholesaling is just a good way to really get, to really, really uh, make a good living. I think it's the best way to make a, a living is, is wholesaling real estate. All right, so let's talk about the math. You guys gotta get the math. As a wholesaler, you've got to get this. You've got to practice it. Um, you're you're going to either cheat yourself or talk yourself out of a deal, um, or you're going to make an offer too high to the seller if you don't know the math. And so as a wholesaler, your math is 65% of the after repair value minus repair costs. That's your math. You've got to understand how to do that. And the easiest example, easiest example I can give you guys is if the after repair value on a property is three hundred thousand. Let's say it's three hundred thousand. Once it's completely renovated, if you take sixty five percent of that, so you did your research, ARV is um, three hundred thousand. Sixty five percent of that is a um, hundred and ninety thousand, hundred ninety five thousand. 195,000 minus the repair cost. So let's say the repair cost is 60,000. So 195 minus the 60,000 in repair cost gives you 135. That's the maximum that you should be offering the motivated seller. That's your MAO, that's your maximum allowable offer. You've got to get the math. I do the math every single day. You've got to practice. You guys have to practice the math. You guys write this down, write this down real quickly. Write this down. If the after repair value on a property is, a ARV is um, 400,000, and let's say that the uh, repair cost is 80,000. Tell me, tell me what, what you should be offering. Put in the chat box, tell me what you should be offering the motivated seller. So we got ARV of 400,000. 
repair costs of 80,000. What should you offer the motivated seller? Okay, Eric is a, is a big show off. Eric, you're a big show off, Eric. Um, so Eric is right. Um, 180,000 is, is the right number. Tori, Tori got it right. Andre, you're a little too high, Andre. Um, so Eric and, um, and Nikki and Tori, they have that right. All right. So in that scenario, um, it's eight, uh, you're, you're offering 80, 180,000. Um, so it's 180,000. Okay. Look, you guys, um, the cash buyer, the, you have to know the math for the cash buyer and the math for the cash buyer, you're going to put the property under contract for 180,000. The math for the cash buyer is 70% of the after repair value minus repair cost. So you was able to put it on the contract for 180. You give me a call, you, I'm going to say, do you have an idea of what you want for this? Like, how, how, how much, or what are you selling this for? What, what type of wholesale fee do you want? Or just give me a number of what you want to sell it for. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to take out your calculator and you're going to do 400,000 after repair value is the same um, times, you're going to put this time 70 percent minus repair costs of 80,000 and that gives you guys what what are you offering the cash buyer what are you offering the cash buyer you guys 200,000 right you're going to tell me that you want 200,000 for the property that's what you're going to tell me as the wholesaler you have it under contract for 180 you're going to tell me that you want 200,000 for the property. I've got this property. I've got it under contract. I want 200,000. I go take a look at the property and I say, okay, I do my math. <clears throat> I do my math and say, okay, I'll take it for 200,000. Send me the contract. I've got to see the contract. I need to know what's all in the contract. You send me the contract. Um, I already know before you send me the contract that um, that you want two hundred thousand for it. You send me the contract plus the assignment agreement. Um, the contract is going to say one eighty. The assignment agreement is going to say that I'm taking over the contract at one eighty plus I'm going to give you the difference. And so, what's the difference? How how much are you making in this deal? They Eric put twenty thousand. So you're making the difference is twenty thousand, you guys, or the difference should be five percent of the after repair value on any. Write this down, you guys. On any wholesale deal, your goal is to make a minimum of five percent of the after repair value. That's your goal is to make five percent of the after repair value. Um, 5% of the 400,000 is 20,000. That's your goal. And if you do the math, that's the difference between putting it under contract for 180 and then selling the deal for 200. Assignment agreement is going to say 180 sales price, cash buyers taking over all the rights and responsibilities of the purchase agreement. But also, it's also going to say that, you, that I'm going to pay you $20,000. You guys with me? Put yes in the chat box. Are you guys with me? Should we do another scenario? You guys with me? Yes means you guys are with me, right? Okay. All right, so you guys are with me. All right, so let me ask, let me answer Nikki's question. Um, do you have to disclose to the buyer the fee, or can you just simply send the contract for two hundred and keep the twenty, and let the title company know that that comes to you? No, it doesn't work that way. So, Nikki, I want you to disclose to me. I mean, 
Dis disclose to me, Nikki, um, what, you, what tell me. I've got it under contract for um, 180 <clears throat> and I'm wholesaling it for $20,000. Just be real with me. I'm going to see it anyway. You can't hide it from me. I have to, I have to sign the assignment agreement. And in order for you to make money, I have to sign the assignment agreement. I'm going to see it on the assignment agreement. Be totally transparent, you guys. Don't try to hide it. If you have a cash buyer that you feel like you need to hide it from them, then that you shouldn't be using that cash buyer. Be totally transparent. I, I want you to trust me. I want you, I want you to trust me. I want me to trust you. No, don't you can't hide it. There's, there's no way to hide it. The only way that you can hide it, Nikki, the only way, and I hate to even say it because Chloe just beat me to it. Chloe, you're a show off, Chloe. I'm just joking. The only way to hide it is to do a double closing. That's it. Like, Nikki, you put it on the contract, you go out and get a loan, and and you close on the deal, <clears throat> then you sell me the deal. Now you don't now you don't know what what the um how much money I don't know how much money you're going to make until settlement and by then it's you know it's just too late. Why would you go through all that? Why would you go through all that? You're 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 shooting yourself in the foot. You've got to pay closing costs when you buy the property. I mean, you got to pay closing costs when you um, yeah, buy the property, and then now you've got to pay closing costs again when you sell the property. <clears throat> if you're if you're just upfront with me, you're not paying any closing costs whatsoever. Um, I always tell the story about um, one of my agent investors. She was an agent in my office. She said, "Greg, I've got I've got this deal um, in in Northeast DC, and I don't quite remember what the numbers were, but we went back and forth, back and forth." We settled on a number and I said, send me the contract. And she didn't want to send me the contract um, because she thought I would look at what she was making and say, I don't want to do the deal. But I was like, there's no way around it. You've got to send me the contract and you have to send me the assignment agreement so I can sign it. So the title company knows that you're going to, you know, you're going to make your money. The number I gave her, which I believe was. Um, somewhere around 280 that I was putting it. No, it couldn't have been 280. It, it doesn't matter. I don't remember what the numbers were, but it came out. I was happy at the numbers that we negotiated. I was happy. The numbers worked. I ran my comps. I get the contract from her. Con the, the assignment agreement said that I was to pay her $120,000. I was like, woo, because when I did my numbers, I'm renovating the property, going to put it on the market, and in six to nine months, I'm making $120,000. She made $120,000 in three weeks. Look, I was happy to give it to her. I, I, I kind of paused a little bit, but I was happy to give it to her. Um, no hesitation. I applauded her. Um, I renovated the property. I made my $120,000, but because I didn't balk, I've gotten two or three deals from her ever since then. And so just be totally transparent, you guys. Um, that's the game. I mean, wholesalers need to make, make money. Um, I want to be happy for you. I want you to be happy for me. I want you to feel good about sending me deals. You know, I want to feel good about, you know, you giving me deals and you making the money that you deserve. All right, so Lynn is saying, hey, Lynn, what, what if you are dealing with the cash buyer for the first time and they try to talk you down because they think that you are making too much? I was I was told to send them the contract after the deposit of the EMD. No. So, Lynn, you're you're on on the assignment agreement. This is this is another day, but we'll go over the contracts. So two things right there. Number one, the first thing that comes to mind is if you if you have to be confident in your numbers, 
You've got to be confident in your numbers. So confident that, Lynn, if this cash buyer doesn't want to give you your number, let's say your number, you do, when you do your math, your math says that you're going to make $40,000 or $50,000. And that's 65% of the after repair value minus repair cost. You, you've got to have confidence that you've got the right numbers so much so that if this one cash buyer doesn't want to pay your $50,000 assignment fee, you call another cash buyer. We'll talk about building your cash buyers list next. You call another cash buyer. And then on, on the, so in a wholesale deal, you guys, there's two deposits. There's the earnest money deposit on the purchase contract, but then there's also the deposit on the assignment agreement for the, for the, for your wholesale fee, for your assignment fee. So there's two deposits. So you make them put up another deposit for the wholesale fee, let the title company hold it. It's already boilerplate in the, in the um, assignment agreement that says, if the cash buyer reneges that you get you you get the deposit um but i think what, what comes to mind first is only deal with cash buyers that there's no negotiation when i wholesale and you guys may say well yeah you've been doing this for a long time but no even when i first started i had so much confidence in my numbers and i had a big cash buyers list that if but so even now if, if the cash buyer if they don't want my number, if it's 50,000 I should make and they don't want it, then I just go to the next one. There's no, like, we're not negotiating. Like, I've got the gold. I've got the leverage. I have what you want. I have what other people want too. So if you don't want to play games, if you want to play games, I'll just go somewhere else. All right, so just like what Carlos just said, you guys, Read what Carlos said in the, in the chat box. This is my fee. If it doesn't work for you, then you move on to the next one. Like on to the it was some song. On to the next one. On to the next one. Uh, somebody put in the chat box who, who, what song I'm thinking about. Who sings that song? On to the next one. Uh, I know y'all think I'm old, but I know these songs. Jay-Z, there you go, Reagan. There you go, Reagan, Jay-Z. On to the next one. On to the next one. All right. Um, Lynette, come on, Lynette. I'm not that old. Um, but that's where it is. That's where it is, Lynn. We're not negotiating. When, when you guys get your paycheck, some of you guys who are working full time, when you guys are getting your paycheck, do you, do you negotiate that? Is that... Is that is that negotiable? Does your does your employer say, well, okay, well, this two weeks I'm only going to give you half. You guys would go berserk if your if your paycheck came in and they cut it in half. So why are you going to let a cash buyer cut your pay in half? That's right, Shayla. Absolutely, that's right. We're not cutting anything in half. As a matter of fact, we're going to go up higher than we should because we know that it's a seller's market. Somebody give me an amen. Somebody just ought to give me an amen. There you go. We're going to 80, Shayla. That's right. We're going to 80. There you go. All right. Let me, let me, I want to stay on track. Y'all got me wanting to preach up in here. Charles, they got me wanting to preach up in here. Won't he do it? Hey, Charles, won't he do it? Won't he do it, Charles? You know he will. All right, let's build a cash buyer's list. There you go, Mike. There you go. Um, all right, so one of the most important things a, um, and a, a wholesaler can do for yourself, other than finding the deals, you guys got to find the deals. You've got to know your math. Now you've got to build that cash buyer's list. I recommend finding cash buyers that you know, that have a good reputation, that you know is going to pay you, um, people that you you know. It's very, very difficult, like, like Lynn mentioned, it's very, very difficult doing deals with people that you don't know. But someone that you don't know, you have to get a deposit. You have to get a deposit 
um, on the deal, on the wholesale fee. But more importantly, you guys, listen to this. You've got to get proof of funds. You have to get proof of funds, uh, lend a letter. You've got to know that they have the wherewithal to close the deal. Don't just take somebody's word for it. You've got to, you've got to get evidence that they can close the deal because if you put them under contract and the contract that you, that you gave the motivated seller has a timeline on it, has a settlement date on it. And if this cash buyer that you choose that you don't know, if they go past that timeline, then you just lost your money. You just lost 15,000, 20,000, 30,000, $50,000. And so, especially if it's someone that you don't know, you gotta, you gotta get a lender letter, you gotta get a bank statement, you've gotta call the lender, like you've gotta know that they're going to close this deal without, and, and don't be ashamed of it, this is your money, you guys. And so you've gotta take charge. All, all, so Carlos is asking a good question. All, Carlos, <clears throat> all the deposits um, on your earnest, on your um, wholesale fees, all of them are non-refundable. It says it's, it's already in the contract. They're non-refundable. The only way that they're refundable is if the seller, for whatever reason, reneges. The seller, there's a title issue. Um, it's a seller's fault. O other than that, that deposit is non-refundable, you guys. It says it right on the contract. Yep, so Carlos, there's two deposits. The earnest money deposit on the purchase contract and the deposit of the assignment fee or the wholesale fee on the assignment agreement. All right, so Nikki's asking, um, is it wise to have a hard money lender in your back pocket? Let me see. To have on hand if something happens to a cash buyer loan so you don't lose money. Absolutely. And so Nikki brings up a good point, and I'm glad you asked that question. On most deals, you guys, th those, are, those of you who can, but most of you guys, you've got you to gotta hustle. You've got to fix your credit. You've got to get money. On most of my deals, I have two exit strategies on the deal. And in most cases, my number one, my number one strategy is to wholesale. But as a backup, if the wholesale deal goes awry, then I'm prepared to close on the deal myself with my line of credit, with a partner, with um, a hard money lender. And so I have two strategies, um, and sometimes even three. Sometimes I'll say, you know what, push comes to shove, I'll just buy it and hold it. And so I'll have three. And, and so, so the more money that you have, the more cash you have, the better your credit is. And we don't talk a lot about credit, but you guys got to work on your credit because on any deal, you want to have at least two exit strategies, if not three on any one deal my first every deal that i do if if i can't do some type of creative financing strategy to actually purchase the property using um, creative financing and then flip the property so creative financing so i don't have to go out and get a loan if i can't do that then i first think okay let me wholesale it then i think okay if the wholesale deal goes bad um then i'll i'll just um i'll just get some type of financing and, and uh, flip the property myself and the deal is still alive you might have to ask for an extension um eric you might have to ask an for an extension with the uh, motivated seller and you guys can sign some type of agreement um addendum to extend um, but most of your hard money lenders and you guys need to have good relationships with them um you know they can close in minimum of two weeks uh, my my hard money lender um commercial lending have they closed me in two days and so um but i would i would ask for an extension if any of those types of things happen okay let's see 
All right, so good question, um, Kevin. So um, what are ways to um, build your cash buyers list? All right, so easiest way is, um, I think I saw Dana put his information um, in the chat box. So the easiest way is amongst your peers, amongst your colleagues. Most of you guys are in our, um, our one of our coaching programs, Charvita. So most of you guys are in our coaching program. You guys all have access to our private mastermind page on Facebook. There's a ton of cash buyers there. Um, but also, um, you can go to any auction any day of the week filled with cash buyers. So I get my cash buyers there. Um, if you're a real estate agent, it's very, very easy to get cash buyers on MLS. You know, what some people do is, let's say, for example, um, you've got a property that you're wholesaling in Annapolis, Maryland. If you're a realtor, you can easily go on the MLS to see which properties recently sold in that area that an investor bought. Like you, you can you can run the, the comps and get the after repair value comps and see which ones have been recently renovated. You can you can um, pull those listings, look at the tax record, see who that um, cash buyer um, was, skip trace their name, get their phone number. Now you've got a cash buyer that buys in that area. And so that's what a lot of investors do. And you don't need to be a realtor to do that. There's, there's ways to do that uh, without using the MLS. All right. So, um, so Adrian, let's see. Oh, so, so that's next, actually, Adrian. All right. So um, build your cash buyers list, you guys. Um, once COVID is over with, <clears throat> another easy way is, you know, we'll start having um, our meetups. So we, we <clears throat> prior to COVID, we'd have a monthly meetup where we'd have two or 300 people once a month um, gather. Um, and then that's an easy way to network. So it's a little harder to network now, but that's an easier way to network, to find your cash buyers, the RIA meetings, the meetups. Um, places like that. Um, in my coaching program, my platinum coaching program, um, and I'm gonna, they're gonna shadow me um, in my platinum coaching program. I think it's this Saturday. You guys will get a email tomorrow. They network with each other. They have all each should have all each other's information. Um, so at the properties, they they network with each other. All right, um, that's cash buyers. Um, Auction properties, short sales, and foreclosed properties. Here's how you guys do this. And in, in most, and for wholesale, so auction properties, short sales, and foreclosures. Um, ordinarily, when you use the when you use our contract, you can put your name. You can put your your name. Um, like I, I could put Gregory Bennett as the buyer. Um, or you can put your LLC, but if I put Gregory Bennett, I want to make sure that it says after that and or signs, which means the buyer is either me, or if I put my LLC, the buyer is either my LLC or it's whomever I assign the contract to. Um, furthermore, in our contract, we have, and I think it's paragraph seven, um, it has the right to assign the contract, which means you can assign the contract to another buyer, which means the buyer is either you um, or somebody else. <clears throat> On a short sale or foreclosed property or any type of auction properties, generally speaking, there's no assignment. We have to use their contract. Um, if it's a foreclosure, we generally have to use the bank's contract. There's no and or signs, which means you've got to use an LLC. You can't use your LLC because let's say we use your LLC and you, you use your LLC, you win the bid. Now you come to me and want to assign it to me. I'm not you. Or you may have two or three or four other properties in the LLC. You can't assign that LLC. Now I take over the LLC. Now I own those properties. And so, um, 
for these properties, we use what I call a generic LLC, one that's made up. The easiest uh, way to explain it is, uh, let's say the address of the property is 123 Main Street. On one of these type of deals, you use as the buyer when bidding on the property, and if you win, 123 Main Street LLC. That's how you do it. Then you, if, if you win the bid, 123 Main Street won the bid, you then assign the rights or you assign the interest of that LLC to me as the cash buyer. Now I take over that LLC. There's nothing in that LLC. I take over the LLC and I pay you $15,000, $20,000, $30,000 for the rights to take over that LLC. And so that's how it's done on an auction property. You're signing over the rights of an LLC um, that you've made up. And now, in most cases, you guys, you're not going down getting the articles of incorporation um, in this because you don't know whether or not you're going to win the bid or not. You win the bid. Um, I go down as the cash buyer or I'll go online and register that LLC um, and, and I'll be the resident agent of that LLC. We'll, we'll sign um, um, that agreement giving you the interest in that LLC for a fee. And so that's how you wholesale an auction property or short sale or a foreclosure and you guys we, we do that we do it every day and I, I don't know if it sounded complicated or not but we do it all day long yeah so gary i, I have that form um so this e this um send me an email so I, I we have that form i believe that form is in the um investor toolkit i believe the assignment of interest of an LLC is in the investor toolkit. But yes, we, we definitely have that form. So Clinton says it is. It's in the binder as well, Reed. And so Benita, no, we don't do a separate LLC. We only do it this way for these types of properties. Um, if, if, you're, if you get a hold of a probate deal, then we're not doing that. It's an off-market deal. If it's if it's a buyer that's um, it's a, if it's a absentee owner, no, we're using our contract. Any anytime it's an off-market deal, then we're not making up an LLC because we off-market deals we get to use the investor contract that gives us the right to assign the contract. Anytime it's a deal that's either in the MLS or it's a foreclosed property, now that's when we do that. But you're not spending any money. I'm spending the money. I'm getting the articles of incorporation. Um, you're just making up a name. And then if the deal goes through, you know, I can, I can get the articles online uh, within, within 48 hours. But then also if I want, now this is pre, all pre-COVID, I can go down, um, depending on the jurisdiction, I can go down and, and get the, um, the articles of incorporation and deem myself resident agent. I can walk in and walk out with it. Um, so, so we can do it that way, it's pretty quick. All right, so let's see. Shayla, you're writing too much, Shayla. All right, um, let me see, make sure I answer these questions. I don't... <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, you have to register it, um, Charles. You have to register the LLC on an auction property, absolutely. But after the auction, after you win, generally after you win, you've got 48 hours to send in the contract. So let's say it's HubZoo. On HubZoo, you've got 48 hours to um, send in the contract with the earnest money. Um, obviously the earnest money is going to come from me. Uh, we will send in the contract, but I'll, I'll get the articles. 
All right. So what's the best avenue to try to find a homeowner for the property you found? Okay. I'm, I was getting to you, Shayla. I've got you right here. All right. But let me answer you now. All right. So, so number one, all right, so Shayla's asking, what's the best avenue to try to find the homeowner for a property you found? So the, so, so the best way is the act of what we call skip tracing. So you've got to skip trace. And so if you have the address, then you can use Deal Machine and you, could, you put the address in Deal Machine. Deal Machine will give you the homeowner's name and phone number. You can use some of the CRMs like PropStream and RealFlow, RealEflow. You can use WhitePages.com, um, and there's a there's a you guys you guys put some other um, skip trace companies in here, and and there's some other skip tracing companies that you can that you guys can use. Carlos has US Phone Book. Um, I always forget REI Skip. So Lynn, yeah, REI Skip. And so those are skip tracing companies that you can use, Shayla, to find out the homeowner and the homeowners, um, who the homeowner is and get their phone number. So, so Car Carlos has put another site in there, you guys. Write that down. Oh, so Shayla, you found a property today. Okay. So now you just have to find out who the homeowner is and then call. Let me make sure I answer Shayla's other question. No, um, so there's there's no live um, classes held weekly. So for our platinum coaching students, um, we have Keith meets with them one-on-one, -on -one, I think once a month. Um, they shadow me out in the field once a month. Um, I think a week or two ago, we had our own separate um, sort of a sort of a boot camp that we have every quarter, but I might move that to um, every month. Um, they, we, we give them a dashboard um, called Coach Accountable that's filled with um, all of these recordings are in there. Uh, the eight week course is in there. Um, all of our resources um, from from all of our lenders, our retirement people, so all of our resources are in there. There's a full library of videos. There's a lot of lots of learning tools um, that that um, that they get. Uh, let's see. Hey, Latoya, what, what do you think is the best list to target in an area? Huh, so that's a good question. Um, I do think that um, pre-foreclosures pre is, is one of the best lists. If you can get a pre-foreclosure list and you can get a pre-foreclosure list, um, I would target pre-foreclosures because of COVID. Um, there's still foreclosures. Um, I look at the auctions almost every day. So there's lots of properties being auctioned off. So to answer Latoya's question, what's the best list, best group of, of motivated sellers? I would say pre-foreclosures. You can get them through um, like list source, listability, those companies have pre-foreclosures. Um, I don't know, I can't remember if the Haynes directory um, but Keith, what's, what's that other, Keith on here? What's that other company? Where do we get our pre-foreclosure list? Is it Red X? Yeah, Red X, Vortex. You said Vortex? Yes, that's, it, that's uh, Red X's new name. Okay. All right. So, so Vortex, formerly Red X. Those, those are the best ones. Okay. And so this the last last thing with you, Adrian. Um, and so Adrian, before you bid, if you guys are wholesaling properties, you want to contact your cat unless you're really confident with your numbers. Um, unless you're really confident with your numbers, 
um, you want to contact your cash buyer first before you actually bid on the properties. Now, I, I have a, a, a really good colleague of mine who's actually one of the top flippers in the area. Um, his name is Nate Joy. He's one of the top investors in our area. Him and I are actually doing a podcast tomorrow at noon about mindset. Part of his strategy is um, he flips, but he wholesales too. He actually um, finds his properties at the auctions and he'll either keep them for himself or he'll auction them off. But he's real confident with his numbers and he's actually buying them himself or he'll put up his own money at the auction and then he'll get his money back plus the wholesale fee when he uh, when he wholesales the property. And so Nikki, I always forget about Remind for, um, and that's primarily for, um, for realtors. I know it's in the, the Bright MLS. So Remind Pro, skip trace as well. So, so good point. So Jason, well, you're gonna get an email. You probably already have an email, but you'll get an email, um, I think tomorrow for the podcast. The podcast is actually gonna be on my um, Facebook. I'm, go I'm going Facebook Live. Um, so you can go to my Facebook, um, the Bennett team, you can get, catch me there. Um, it'll be uploaded to my Instagram. So you, you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, Greg Bennett invest. It also be on my YouTube channel live. And then where all, all the podcasts are, it'll be uploaded there, but to catch it live, if we're not Facebook friends, um, friend me, uh, you can friend me now. Um, or it, like I said, it'll be uploaded on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram, Greg Bennett Invest. But it's going to be really a really good podcast, and and we're going to talk a lot on that podcast about, for example, why some investors are more successful than others, and it's because of a blockage in our minds where sometimes we say things are um, difficult, and obviously if we say it's difficult, then it will be difficult. Uh, but it's all a mindset. And so um, he's done some research on um, how, you, how you should be thinking and how you um, succeed and take your business and your life to the next level. And it's all right here, you guys. It's all right in your mind. So we'll, we're going to do a lot about mindset tomorrow um, on a podcast at noon. Um, see, I found a property in Temple Hills, but it's owned by a bank or mortgage company. Um, oh, so it's, it's owned by a bank or a mortgage company. You can contact um, the bank or a mortgage company, but I, I generally, to be honest with you, I, I stay away from um, I, I stay away from those type of deals because it's just too difficult. And generally, a bank or a mortgage company. Um, those are REO properties. They they um they already have an idea of how they're they're going to um, either put the property um, list it with the real estate agent or put it on one of the online sites or auction it off um, at the court at the courthouse steps. Um, one of those options. So especially if it's a big bank. Um, I, I would move on. I always move on to the um, to the next to the next one to the next deal. All right, let's see. So we talked about the um, the generic LLC um, cash buyer um, provide. So if you if you guys are doing if you guys are doing the um, wholesaling correctly, you're not putting up any of your own cash. You're not showing um, any investments. Uh, I mean, you're not showing any proof of funds or anything like that. What's the name of our pop, of the um, YouTube channel? It's just right here. Okay. Um, I had to ask my daughter what the name of the of YouTube channel is. So it's just my name, Gregory Bennett. So I'll go live there. Uh, let's see a couple other things and then and then we'll get you out of here. We're almost at an hour. Um, let's see. Okay, know how to wholesale multifamily properties. 
um, businesses, land deals. It's all the same thing, you guys. It's all the same thing as a wholesaler. Um, people wholesale precious metals. It's all about getting something low and selling it a little higher. And the difference is your wholesale fee. That's the difference. The difference is your wholesale fee. And so, um, and, and so I wholesaled multifamily in the past. And so I was able to do the numbers and understand the numbers, understand after repair value, understand um, the income. Income generating properties is a little different to wholesale because um, we're not just dealing with after repair value or sometimes also dealing with cap rates. And um, all right, Pamela. Pamela Hubbard just subscribed to my YouTube channel. Yes, we love that. I just got a, a notification. All right. Um, and so that so that's what we so that's how you do multifamily. So look, you guys, number number four right here, create a system and for a consistent follow-up. We like to say that the fortune is in the follow-up. You guys have heard me say that before. You've got to follow up. You've got to follow up. You've got to create a system to follow up. Um, there's a lot of CRMs out here like PropStream that helps you follow up. Real eFlow that helps you follow up. Um, utilize the technology, the apps. Um, create that fo good follow-up system. When you have someone, you let them know. Sometimes when you talk to a motivated seller, they're not ready now. But they may be ready six months from now. You've got to have a system that keeps following up. Um, one of our investors, May, she followed up for almost six months until she was able to put this motivated seller under contract. And she made a great wholesale fee because she just didn't give up. She just kept following up. She had a list of people to follow up, and that's what she did. Um, communication is key. Practice negotiation. Um, a lot of you guys came to me through my eight-week course. Um, and in week seven of my eight-week course, I talk a lot about, I do a full, almost a full negotiating class. A lot of investors talk themselves out of deals. You've got to talk yourself into it. Um, I go over like eight different negotiating strategies, what to say, what not to say, body language, handshake. Um, <clears throat> I go over all those types of things. You've got to know how to negotiate. Oftentimes, um, the investor that can negotiate the best is going to make the most money. All right. <clears throat> all right. 60 days to your next deal. All right. And so I, I, want, I want you guys to put as a goal um, to try to wholesale your next deal within 60 days. That's the goal. And that's the goal that I want for you. And that, I mean, your goal might be 30 days, but how are you going to do it? That That's the goal. Um, Greg Gamby just subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um, identify your niche. Like who, who, who are you going to market to? Where's your target audience? Um, be it an area or be it certain motivated sellers. Like what are you guys going to do? And write that down. Write it down now if you can. Are you going to go driving for dollars? If so, where? And write that down. Um, are you going to send out postcards to absentee owners? Um, if so, what targeted area, what company are you going to use? Um, are you going to use um, um, yellowletters.com yellow um, for your um, postcards? Are you going to use, um, I always forget the, the one that's very inexpensive, but uh, what's the one that's inexpensive, but they're really good? Um, not postcard mania, but postcard mania is also a good one. Somebody put in a chat box. What is it? You can get cheap post um, business cards there. Um, somebody will put it in there. But um, know where you're going to get your postcards from. Um, auctions. What auctions are you? Um, Vista Print. There you go. Vista Print. Um, a lot of a lot of um, read read beachy to it, Dana. Uh, Vista print. 
Um, auctions. Are you are you following auctions? A lot of you guys are doing auctions. Hubzoo, auction.com. Um, in our area, alexcooper.com. Um, Ashland Auctions. The national ones are Hubzoo, um, auction.com. There's a lot of our investors that are finding properties there. Um, and they're following them. They're actually getting in their car and they're going driving by the properties. And so, or they're going to the courthouse steps. What's your strategy going to be? Um, I just taught you how to wholesale these properties. Um, that's what you do. And that's, the, so, so focus on your targeted area and then who in that area? Um, I, I didn't mention social media, but social media, posting on social media. We, um, in my platinum coaching program, my, my daughter actually, she um, helps our investors with um, their social media. We give them posts. We actually give them the post and so and then teach them how to post those that need it. And so we have we have all, all of that, but you've got to pick something in order for you guys to be great. You've got to do at least one of these things and you have to be consistent with it, you guys. You have to be consistent. So pick something that you feel like you can be consistent with. Steve Queen goes driving for dollars. He knows that he can be consistent with it. Um, May, like I said, she calls. If you feel like you're too busy, um, it's okay. Then you've got to do the postcards because you you um, you set up your mailing and it goes out once a, once a month for a whole year. So it's like you set it and forget it. Um, you can hire virtual assistants to make calls for you. Um, so while you're at work or while you're busy, they're calling for you. So you can set that up, but you've got to do something to get deals. You guys, um, those of you guys who are, um, cash buyers, get with the wholesalers. Most of these, uh, most of the, most of the people on this call right now are wholesalers. Get with them, get your deals from wholesalers. We talked about the different ways of getting your cash buyers list. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that. But in order for you guys to close your next deal in the next 60 days, you've got to get with cash buyers and build that list. If you're buying properties in Atlanta, Georgia, then you've got to have a cash buyers list of people who buy in Atlanta. If you're finding multifamily properties in Los Angeles, California, You've got to find cash buyers and build a cash buyers list of um, investors who buy multifamily in, in LA. Same with DC. If you're finding land, you need a cash buyers list of land. And so build your cash buyers list according to what your marketing strategy is. Assemble that team. Coach, I'm happy to be your coach. Um, investor title companies. Uh, we have that as well um real estate agent if you're not a real estate agent you have to learn you, you you have to um get with a real estate agent to help them help you have them help you pull comps and so you've got to build that team um start marketing every day you guys cold calling everything that i just mentioned um some people have had good luck with craigslist ads um social media i can't stress enough social media you guys Social media is the king. Uh, you got you've got to brand yourself through social media. Follow up every day, schedule an appointment, research and evaluate the property. Know your numbers. Know that Mayo formula. Know that you should be making about five percent of the after repair value. That's what you should be making. Um, keep the contracts. Learn the contracts in our eight week course. Um, in our eight-week course, I teach you how to write those contracts. Um, also, if you're if you're if you haven't um, if you don't have our eight-week course and want it, go now. You can go now, and you probably need to. I'm going to put in the link there. It's wholesaleforprofits.com. Hopefully, I'm spelled this right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you can go to wholesaleforprofits.com 
and get the eight week course um, that will teach you the negotiation. It takes a deep dive into the math, contracts, marketing. I mean, it just goes over, it's robust. Plus it gives you a whole bunch of different bonuses along with it. Go there now, go to wholesaleforprofits.com. Um, we talk about subject two deals, number nine on here. Um, consider um, presenting creative marketing strategy. So um, in the upcoming weeks, we'll go over um, creative financing. Um, I'll go over that more in depth with you guys, but um, put the properties under contract, uh, assign the contracts to your cash buyers. Let's get paid at settlement. Let's do it. Let's go, you guys. 2021, we need more success stories. We had a whole lot of success stories last year. Um, we need more this year. I, I visited two properties, like I said today, um, and both were really buying holds, um, both in DC. Um, the first one, she found the property. Um, she's a, she's a dentist. It was one of her patients found the property, renovated the property, rented it out to a voucher holder. Um, the other one found the property at an auction, online auction. So she found the property at an online auction and, and won the bid. And so both, both females, and they're doing it. This is a male dominated field, but these females are getting it. They're getting it. Um, and so they're doing extremely well because they're not afraid. I mean, they're going for it. And, you know, I couldn't be more proud. And so um, that wraps it up, you guys. Any questions, any lingering questions that I can answer? Um, so yeah, Clinton, we'll, um, I'll have, we'll upload this Clinton into your portal. I'll see if, I'll see if my daughter can do it tonight um, for the coach, for the platinum coaching students. And then, yeah, we'll, we can email it out to everybody else. And so we'll upload it. Keith, make sure we upload this into Coach Accountable for the platinum coaching students. And then we'll email this um, to everybody else, um, this handout right here. Um, we'll any other questions? Um, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. You can, um, all right, Tamika, I see you, Tamika Gatewood. Um, you can friend me on Facebook, um, follow me on Instagram. Um, we'll, we'll go live tomorrow. If you guys have any questions about mindset, we'll be there. We'll be live noon tomorrow. Um, let's go, you guys, let's make this year a great year. Let's take action. Wholesalers, we need you. Cash buyers, we need you. Go find some properties to make money because we need you. All right, you guys, um, let's go. Let's get it. God bless you guys. Um, take care. Good night. And I will talk to you soon. You guys can hear me. Greg Bennett and Bess. Greg Bennett and Bess on Instagram. Greg Bennett and Bess.